What's going on, guys? This is uh, Zane and Jesse here. What's up, uh, guys? Brought our boy uh, Stratton Ventrone on today. Yeah, it was a great podcast. Um, Stratton and us go way back. Um, it was cool hearing his story. He went through a lot of personal change um, and realizing what is truly important in his life and also his road of how he got there. We got some cool insight there. I hope you guys enjoy it. Yo, yo, what's going on, boys? What's good? What up, man? Fellas. How we doing? Doing good. Good doing to be good. here on a Monday night. Hitting some wax cartridges? <laughs> uh, this is just a jewel for now, but hitting that earlier, yeah, definitely. Getting that nicotine rush. Jesse, you been on that? The nicotine? I, you know, when we were at the beach uh, last week for my birthday, I took a hit of your, like, cool mint jewel, and uh, that, it, it actually gave me, like, a lot of focus. Really? Yeah, that's what it's uh, been done to do, actually. Yeah. It's like a cognitive performance enhancing. Kind of to calm the mind a little bit. It calms the mind, but it right, focuses right. it as well. Right, right, right. That's like, that's one of the coolest parts. Like, you ever see those toothpicks? It's like, you don't have to smoke anything. You just like put it in your mouth. It has like five milligrams of nicotine. Never heard of the toothpick. I've heard I've of the never heard of that. Yeah, they, it's, a, it's a smaller dose. It's almost like microdosing it. So rather than like getting a habit of it, like you, you can like just do it while you're at work or something like that. It keeps you on task rather than, you know, developing like a smoking habit. Like you these have to go vapes. go out for five minutes, go take a smoke break or whatnot, right? Right. right Which right. is, I think, essential. When you're, when you're working, it's good to take breaks. Definitely. Mental I've, breaks. I felt that with the, um, the little pouches too. Not the tobacco pouches. They're just nicotine salt, which is essentially what's in <clears throat> like a vapor a jewel or anything like that. It was really mellow and... Honestly, I barely felt anything, but maybe a little bit of focus and just more alert. I, I think I'm more sensitive. I think, because you vape, because that has nicotine in it, right? Mm. That has a lot more than a jewel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, so you probably already have, like, a tolerance with it. So That's having true. a pouch. When I when I did a pouch, we did it one time, like, I think it was after a hike. It was, like, the worst idea. I, like, did that maybe five minutes later, everything was spinning. I'm like, this is brutal. Too much, too much. But once I found, like, a healthy dose, like, that jewel was... Perfect for you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It's perfect for everyone. <laughs> Do you I'm have... definitely trying to throw a lip in after uh, doing a hike or something like that, and it is the worst feeling on the motherfucking planet, dude. Yeah. Ooh. Yes, definitely. Well, your blood's already Your moving. blood's already moving, you put the thing in, or the lip in, the nicotine hits your body, and you just feel like you're on cloud nine, but on a bad way. Is that... <laughs> you think that's because, like, your blood vessels are dilated, like, you're just... There's more transport, it's going at a faster rate, like... Because people used to do that with acid too, right? They would like put True. patches on their shin or something. Yeah, like right, that. right. It's going to hit you a lot harder. It's going to hit you harder. I don't know what exactly To the point of nauseousness, because throwing Depend. a lip in can be one of the most intense nicotine highs you can Ugh. feel. <sighs> yes. Yeah. It's a lot more mellow. But there when you, you first start these things too, don't get, it, don't get it twisted. Like these things still pack a punch for yeah. what they are, you know? Especially because it's so convenient. Right. Vaping, like especially with like weed or something, you don't even realize how high you're getting because you're just like inhaling. Oh man. And then you take a break, and you're like, oh, that was easy. Yep. And then Countless just... times on the drive home, you hit that thing, and you're like, wait, that's not my jewel. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 yeah. Going out of space. Good thing there's traffic right now, because I'm going to drive slow anyway. That's so funny. Have you guys heard about all of this, like, um, a lot of kids have been, like, throughout the country, they've, like, like noted, like, certain ones are, they're, like, trying to, like, make a case about... Um, vaping and marijuana sticks and it's causing a lot of respiratory distress and 
Uh, I have heard that. I have. With it's vaping, because, Yeah, they're really trying no, to No, it's been confirmed it. in 14 different states, actually. There's been an article recently about that, actually. About vaping? Yes. Or, in general. But really? Cause, yeah. yeah. In general. Because a lot of the articles I've seen about it, it's like kids that are using these nicotine sticks or also marijuana pens. So it's uh, both. But okay. they're totally different things. Definitely. Is there so similar... they're kind of just trying to point the finger almost, it seems like, because... What's the correlation there, you know? It's two completely different substances. I think we all know what it actually is, is these companies that are selling the flour and things like that are seeing a dramatic decrease in their sales compared to these pens. Mm-hmm. Same with the tobacco companies. Jewel is king right now, you know? A lot more jewels are being sold than cigarettes nowadays, which is, what, bad is for business. True? Definitely. Hmm. Definitely. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, there's definitely a slam uh, campaign. And for flour, too, what do you... I mean... The same people that sell the cartridges are not necessarily the same people who are selling the flour and growing and doing this whole process with the weed, you know what I mean? So you think they're influencing the media? I do. Interesting. I, do. I think there's, there's... I feel like a, it's not that big of enough of an industry yet to have that sort of power. I do. Yeah? I do. In certain it's areas. It's very growing right now. It's extreme. Like, almost every time you open up Snapchat, if you scroll down... But down all these the dispensaries feeds, not only sell flour, they also sell the wax cartridges. True. Every concentrate that goes okay, with it. Okay, true. Well, I mean, I think with vape... I think the common denominator is like, there's fillers in that, you know, like we, you don't always know what's actually in there, right. you know, so okay. they don't put ingredients in there. No, Might they be, do, but they're pretty simple ingredients. Like what? But even those ingredients, which are super simple, there's no long-term studies about them. Right. And that's what the whole mysticism about. You know, it's all the same thing with cigarettes, to be honest. Yeah, like, that's why I'm like a little. That's hesitant. what people try and say is like cigarettes were like thought to be cool and not bad for you for the longest time. Right. If you watch any ad and back now, then, and now all... look what it's like. Right. But, so it could be that again, but just in the newer age, you know. From, it could it anything could. anything with the lungs? It just kind of, you know, that's you I know you know you're messing with your body. Inhaling you anything, anything that's not yeah. right. That's not air. natural. Is, that's not air. It could definitely be damaging to the lungs. <laughs> I mean, right. even tobacco and weed is natural, you know. It's True. You know, that's so. damaging to the lungs, too. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always... It's, all about, it's all about moderation, I guess. Right. Life is about moderation. But playing with those those levels, there's definitely some benefit in, you know, being able to experiment with a higher, lower dose of, you know, different sort of, you know, whether it be medicine, um, you know, diet... You know, playing with like your macros, finding out what your best balance is. But like drugs, there's there's definitely we've we've talked about it on other podcasts. But being able to find your best, you know, self within that, or finding out more about yourself, right? You know? Definitely, yeah. Finding ways to use each, not each and every drug, but a lot of drugs that can be conceived as harmless mm-hmm. to a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, some people have their preconceived thoughts about it, but. Yeah, I mean, using yeah. them as tools is, um, I think it's a cool thing to experiment with. I think it's great. I, you know, like I've listened to a lot of things about people doing, maybe it might be psych- psychedelics, but maybe the good ones I'd be talking about right now are going to be the ones that are tended to uh, expand your mind a little bit. And um, honestly, I'm a firm believer of that because if you never try it, you never really get to see what everyone's like. Yeah. Thinking of when they're doing it or anything like that. Own, uh, I think when you do it, you get your own like opinion on it. And honestly, they come from the ground, man. They can't be bad I for you. I think they're <laughs> a good thing for the general person. But if you have some sort of mental instability 
going into taking that. Oh, definitely. It can fuck you up. Yeah. Also, you definitely have to be in the right frame of mind. If you're using that as like some form to escape, which is definitely what you're doing because those drugs are not addictive. Right. And anyway, you th- you take that and you're like, fuck, I'm good. <laughs> that was yeah. intense. I don't want to do that tomorrow. I don't want to do it tomorrow. You yeah. don't. Yeah. You know? But some people tend to be like, well, like, what else do I do? Like, you know, like, I, I got to do something. Or, you know, they just like, it's the escapism, really. Right. They're like, I'm going to do it again next week. And once you get in, like, this consistent, like, um, routine of using psychedelics, you can really fuck your brain up. Yeah, you can definitely. And that could turn you into, like, a schizophrenic or yeah, it could develop lead a to lot things. of problems along right. the way. That's, yeah, I've, I've so, heard stories like that. But again, it goes back to balance and knowing. Balance I mean, and knowing before yourself. you even go into it, you need to really. It's just knowing what you're getting into beforehand. Totally. And knowing definitely. what the uses are definitely. for it. And I think there's a lot of good uses in the occasional use of a lot of these psychedelics. This isn't a peer pressure drug. Like, I would never like, no. be like, if you're with a group, if you're no. at a party, I would be like, no, 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 no. Like, you want to feel very right. warm and welcome yeah. right. in that environment. Especially because it's not a temporary thing. That's like an eight-hour high. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, depending on the dose, it could be intense. Yeah, yeah. there's there's some crazy stuff. Do you, do you dabble, Stratton? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was going to say, uh, what do you guys think of um, how shrooms actually affect the mind like what do they actually do for you uh like on a biological like or like the the chemical on like a no. chemical level i would say like uh, how what would you expect like what would it do to your mind to like open it well i know i know that like the way it reacts with the body it's it's almost like a certain venom or poison that it emits um as a self-preservation kind of thing i wow. don't know what the actual uh um, biochemistry is in our blood and how we break it down but i do know that it um you know, if you're talking philo- philo- philosophy, it would uh, break down your ego a little bit more. So you're kind of, you're a little bit more, uh, you're not seeing things in black and white. You're not seeing things with how your eyes usually see things. Right. You're seeing it from a more whole perspective. When and I first heard someone like talk to me casually about shrooms, I thought they were crazy. You know what I mean? I was like, mm-hmm. damn, dude, you do shrooms? Like I've never done it. And I'm what, 24 at the time when I first got introduced to them. That's when you first did it? Yes. 24? Yeah. But it took a while because this guy came up to me and he asked me, like, oh, do you do shrooms? I was like, no, dude, I would never fuck with that. Any of that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And he kept talking about it. Like, no, nah, dude, it's not what you think, blah, blah, blah. And after, like, a month or two, I did it. And I got a whole new appreciation towards, like, not just shrooms in general, but just psychedelics. Because it was not, like, that crazy, oh, my God, I'm seeing pink elephants outside, you know Yeah, I mean? it's not, like, the like, visual... But I did have a healthy mindset going into it. Like, I did my research. I wanted to feel in a good mood, happy. And it just kind of elevates that. I feel like if you do them and you're in a dark place or something like that, you're not going to like them. You're going to have a bad trip, that kind of thing. Yeah, especially for the first time. Sometimes it can help you realize things, but you don't want to be trapped in darkness. It's a very... It's the... One of the first times I ever used the term, like, vibe. Like, a vibration. It's one of those drugs that make you feel uh, connected to everything around you. It's a very uh, inter, um, you know, whether it be with nature or with people or with, you know, just just things in general, you, you definitely get a certain vibration in a room or, uh, you know, being outside in, in beautiful nature or being with a person. Even right. if you don't say anything with that person, you can feel oh, like yeah. a You'll certain, definitely be quiet. <laughs> you can that feel person. a certain energy. Yeah. Yes, you can. Yeah. I, I think it's good because it, it helps see um, some true emotions and hopefully you can see it with uh, clear eyes where you don't feel um, our body's natural like pick a side choose a thing kind of uh, right you know, judgment type routine. of thing right exactly yeah. right, right. so when I the first time I did it I was I was teetering between 
different majors to go into. I didn't know I would like uh, what I would like, what I would be happy with. And when I was on it, through communicating and also just moving in general, I realized that health and, you know, not not so much medicine, but just a, a homeopathic like lifestyle um, can impact, you know, your life and make it better. And I realized I have a true passion in that. So it helped me kind of decide what direction I wanted to go. And it kind of gave me that momentum, that kickstart that really caused a lot of inertia. I think that's exactly what it did for me. I think that's actually the time when I started to actually look at myself and look at my body and actually change myself was just generally around the time when I tried shrooms for the first time, actually. Yes, it was just in between that time. I just got this new job at Smart and Final, which I was super miserable miserable about, you know? like. Well, this was after a whole series of things, which we'll get to. Yeah, we'll get to that for sure. But on the shrooms uh, subject, um, I did these things and, you know, I, I felt this overwhelming sense of joy where I needed to like oh my god this is my true self I need to actually be a nicer person this kind of thing and I know it sounds cliche of like if you listen to anyone talk about shrooms but I felt like it opened up a pathway for me to just become nicer in the person and uh you know ever since that I kind of looked at my body as my person so I have to be presentable and I didn't feel comfortable as I started losing weight I felt more comfortable became all this kind of thing but I'm not going to blame this 100% on shrooms, but it did definitely enhance uh, my feeling and my my views towards myself and my and like building on myself. It gave you like sure. some sort of edge. Yes, definitely. Know, not the whole thing. No. That's amazing no. because, you know, me, me and Zane were saying like, we remember, you know, uh, hanging out in high school and you were, you were never fat. You were never like out of shape. You oh, just, you, you guys have to be generous. I was fat. Yeah. I mean, you were, you were just, you lived a, a, a more sedentary lifestyle. It wasn't like... I would never have categorized him as, as fat, but you definitely, you look great. Thank you, dude. Like, Thank I you. remember what, the first time I saw you, I was like, or like, uh, recently, like, maybe like six, five, five months ago or so, I was like, dude, is that Stratton? Like, <laughs> he dude, looks I, like a different person. I can't believe that the, the shrimps had some sort of influence on that. Yeah, dude, definitely. To be honest, dude, I'm, like, that's dope, but I'm kind of not surprised. Yeah, no because bullshit, Because as dude. far as the, um, No bullshit. How it affects your brain and like the chemistry on that. I mean, I don't know too much about it. I've never done like extensive research on it, but right, from the lie. things that I've seen, um, what it does is it alters your perception from the normal like default mode network that we're used to thinking in. That we're all attuned to right now. Yeah, right? and the yeah. normal default network, um, from my understanding, is like you know just your daily like normal thoughts. Like, what do I have to do? Like thinking about something in the past and thinking about something in the future, um, thinking about, like, what do I need to do next? Like, Instead just of everyday present. things, right. you know, opposed to, like, the present stuff. But I saw this, like, um, this brain scan image, and it was, like, um, connecting all of these, like, nodes in the brain, and it showed someone who was sober in their brain scan, and then someone who was on psilocybin in their brain scan. And how the nodes were interacting or <laughs> interacting um in the um in the person that was on psilocybin was it was crazy it was like all these different colors all these different interactions yeah so much more activity going crazy yeah huh? so right. it just takes your mind you're still sober and you're still conscious but your perception is different it's not a drug that you get high off of you just you're thinking differently yeah, and I mean, I you can like, get high depending on the dose. On like the you dose. Can, you can hallucinate for sure, um, but, yeah, like, the, the pulsating. It but you just realize that you're hallucinating. It's not like you're totally, like, out of it. Like, right, I think that's where it gets to, is, like, you, if you really go into it and, like, 
know before you take them that you tell yourself this is just a trip mm-hmm. you'll never really fall dark into the path or whatever they will tease you a little bit sometimes i will say depending on the dose excuse me depending on the dose definitely um but uh if you just keep that right mindset and telling yourself that this is just a drug and i'll fade away yeah most of the times it'd be good, dude. <laughs> that just reminded me. I I had one bad oh, so moment bad. on it. Uh, that's why it made me bring it up. Yeah, right and, sure. it, and it teeters. But I remember I was with I was on a, a road trip and we went a like just north of San Fran. Uh, and earlier that day, uh, our car got broken into and all my luggage got stolen or all my camping gear got stolen. Oh my god! So I just was sleeping in the clothes that I had on my back. That's insane. <laughs> but they left my guitar. That was the only thing. But they stole our iPods and all that stuff. So it was it was a, definitely insane. a buzzkill. Yeah. But but we did mushrooms at like maybe like five o'clock, and uh, it was already the sun was already starting to set and everything. We I'm, had like oof. kindling firewood that burned in like five seconds, and we started cooking sausages. I know. <laughs> I remember. Holy I remember. Shit. Like we started feeling it as we were cooking the sausages, and we were just like looking at each other, like, "Are you hungry? Like, I'm not hungry. Why? Why is this, this food here?" <laughs> and then we we're just like, "Are there bears near here?" And we just started. We just threw the sausages into the ravine, and like later that night, we were in the tub. We were just chilling. It, it was completely dark outside, and there was a lot of good moments of this trip. But there was this one moment when we were in the tent. And I remember uh, we were just like talking and sitting there and we were just definitely like on a good trip. And all of a sudden we hear, I hear my buddies like, you hear that? And I'm like, dude, calm down, calm down. And all of a sudden I hear, oh my God, dude. And I'm like, no. my heart just, it, I, fe- I still feel it. it. It just clenched and dropped. You're in all the woods, the way, man. All I the mean, way down. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, we're in the woods. You know, I, I don't have any way of like protecting us right here. And... It, for like maybe like 30 seconds to a minute we are beyond tripping the fuck out. oh yeah. yeah beyond tripping guess what it was your buddy was fucking with you no it was the freaking tree just moving in the wind and it just brushed up on the tent just gently oh and it just sounded oh, we looked out, it my was, god oh my god and after that it was completely good vibes and like we we had a it was cool because when it's dark out you have to kind of interact more you don't have as much stimulus um, so you're able to kind of dive Wait, deep. This was your bad trip. This sounds like an awesome trip. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was just on, it was dude. just that moment. It was a bad moment of a trip. Yeah. Wow. But it's yeah. It's about finding it balance. It can for cause sure. some paranoia. It could definitely cause some balance because my bad trip was definitely not like that, dude. What was yours? I did mine. You know, first I did it and I had a good time outside. I was on a hike. You feel one with nature. I laid in like this bush for like an hour. Like it was good vibes <laughs> the whole time. You know, um, but. After I did it once, you know, I did a little bit more research because I wanted to kind of know what I was taking right. and watched a lot of YouTube videos and stuff. And like a lot of people kept saying like, oh, take a full eighth to feel the full effect. And oh, I was God, like, yeah. oh, shit, okay, well, I already tried them strange. once. I got to try them again. So I think I waited about three weeks till I did them again. And I asked this guy like, yo, can I get an eighth? He's like, yeah, yeah, don't eat them all at one time. I was like, yeah, yeah, dude, I won't. Right after I got home, dude, I was like, <laughs> okay. my grandparents are gone. I'm at my house alone today. I don't have work the next day. I'm going to see what this is about, dude. <laughs> so I literally just, you know, sat on my computer for a bit. And I was playing some video games and I just ate this eighth of shrooms. And uh, just the act of eating. Yeah, eight. dude. <laughs> about, I don't know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes later, my game is like, I can't even focus on it at all. It's fucking wavy, way more crazy than I thought oh it would be. God. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so I kind of like pushed that aside. I put some uh, Wiz Khalifa Rolling Papers 2 on my TV for music. <laughs> But I didn't realize I, I clicked the YouTube music like app and it was showing the music video. And this music video only had his album on there with his face. 
and a big gold chain on it and it was blinging everywhere and shit like that so yeah. like i look at the screen and this thing's blinging and there's oh, smoke awesome. going up and this full head is going like out of the tv like looking at me and i'm like holy shit (laughs) i could feel this is way too much like oh my god so i like i try to like focus on something else you know because once you are on that and you focus on one thing at a time like shit just gets crazy around you for me at least yeah if you look at one thing you'll see some shit it becomes your for me yes you get lost so this thing was a bad idea i didn't want to turn it off because i like the music if i wasn't quiet i'd be freaking out way more you know it's like all right dude screw it do you ever feel that paranoia when you smoke weed no Anything close to that? No. No paranoia. No paranoia with weed. Wow. No. Yeah, it's pretty common for most people. Yeah, it not is. Not feeling paranoia? No. No, feeling paranoia. Oh, I think like edibles and stuff like that too, maybe, but yeah. No matter how high you get? You're... Yeah. Usually I'm pretty solid at that point. Usually I'm pretty solid. I think that's an, uh, another thing. Like, drugs affect everyone differently. Like, me and you can, like, all of us can smoke the same strain of weed, but have three different types of high. Right, right. I and think that's for everything. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's almost like eating certain foods. It's the same thing same with, our, with our gut bacteria and mm-hmm. how we process things. It's totally, yeah. But it's cool to see when people are like, have a strong homeostasis. Like they have a strong center where it doesn't, it doesn't waver them, you know, like any which way. It kind of, they still have a center. They're just like a broader center. Like right. they, can, they can truly experience stuff. All right. When did you, when did you get into it? When did you start smoking weed? Honestly, um, I didn't really smoke throughout high school or anything like that. You know, here and there, I actually used to frown upon it for all my friends who did smoke weed. I, I, I was a drinker and that kind of thing. Um, it wasn't as like, as common as it is nowadays compared smoking. to like yeah. smoking back then. It was still like kind of had to be low key about it and shit like that. So I was kind of against it, but I would say I went to different high school in high school my junior year in El Camino in the valley and there I was by myself I was a new kid I was three semesters into the freaking year so I didn't know anybody I was like by myself I felt like a loser started hanging with these group of these group of guys and they smoked weed Mm -hmm. and I was like uh I didn't want to be that guy to be like oh I don't smoke so I started smoking and I loved it, dude. I loved being high. So I was like, dude, what the fuck? I never smoked before. Like, this shit's awesome. I'm burning at school and shit on my lunch break with all my friends, like, that I met over there. It all happened for the right reason, though. It did. I think that... It did. Every moment, like, you know, if, like, you're like, oh, why wasn't I doing it before? You're like, you're doing it now. And that's, like... Yeah. It happened, you know, that... Yeah. It has a natural way of, like, working itself out. Definitely. It's cool. And, like, it'll find the people that it'll you know, enhance their, their life. And some people just from try that moment, I thing. haven't stopped smoking weed since I've taken breaks here and there, but you know, I've always come back to my baby and uh, I love <laughs> it. Dude. It makes me feel great. Uh, I'm not one of those people that's going to say it doesn't change your mind at all because it definitely does change like somewhat of how you think and stuff like that. Um, but as far as what, um, as far as like negative, <clears throat> not negative. Sometimes, I would, like I, wouldn't, like, any, like, I wouldn't smoke a bowl before I talk to someone, like, very important, like, business-wise or anything like that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you have to find the right, like, time and place for it. Mm-hmm. Um, moderation, like you've been saying for a while, is, like, very key in that. Um, I don't smoke all day until after work, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my day's off. It's a different story, but moderation is key, dude. I mean... What, what does it make you better at? Like, what... Because I'm, I'm sure there's some things that you're like, no, nah, I would never want to do this uh, yeah. high. But, like, what are the things that you find... Uh, um, the most beneficial. If I have to, like, let's say if I want to, like, think about, you know, my goals or something like that, uh, I think it's one of those things that would help with that. Uh, it helps me get deeper into my thoughts that where I really want to go at. Um, your creativity kind of expands a little bit. So you kind of get out of this scope of thinking, 
I have to do this this certain way to become this. You kind of like, oh, I could do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and learn the same type of thing you want to learn. And before before you smoked, did you think that you had more of a this is how it's done, this yes, is the right definitely. way of doing things? I so think I think everybody has that, especially with you know how uh, social media and everything like that affects everybody like that. Um, everybody has this like set thing of like we have to go this way, do this, do this. Like I wouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people do. Um, I think just smoking weed kind of makes you think outside the box a little bit. And we all have our set, or, yeah, set norms, you know, right. like what we think Everybody is right Everybody has a norm, right. But right. it definitely is, uh, that's interesting. I think that's that's a common uh, common theme, right. uh, you know, just kind of expanding, being able to realize I'm not always right. And that's a very important thing. Like, be humbled. And, like, yes. sometimes that that's, it helps me do that, too. Definitely. Yeah. And what were you saying? You said goal setting as well, like, kind of diving deeper within yourself. Yeah, right. Um, so... It's right back to where I'm was saying with that. It's like if you're when I'm sober at least, I'm always thinking like, okay, if I wanna like do this certain business, I need like X amount of money to start, what if I don't make it, that kind of thing. But when I come to smoke, I kinda be like, I should try this and we'll see if it works, you know. Like I'm more open to that to trying something else rather than me thinking a sober me would think I need to do it this way or it's what are the repercussions. Happen. Right. Interesting. I kinda That's think kinda about like, like it's not failing. Like the psilocybin. Oh, like right. it lets you get into different perspectives. It it does for me. For me, well, that's what I feel. I feel like sometimes it feels very similar, similar to psychedelics, like a mellow version of it. I've heard that it, it has definitely like is. a cross. Definitely is. It has like a bridge. It kind of goes from stimulants to depressant to hallucinogen. It kind of plays with all those. I I don't know like chemically how it reacts, but I know that mind wise or mood wise, it definitely it it kind of correlates with a lot of those style drugs. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. It's good to good to hear, like, I used to think this is the right way of blah, blah, blah. And then just being able to realize, you know, and being able to realize that... There are other ways. There are other ways. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. is cool. It's, and this is one of the reasons why, you know, we were so keen on having you come to the podcast. I feel like you went through such a, a personal transformation in your life. Of yeah. Just being able to realize... Um, you know, what's important to you as opposed to what people think is important and like what we kind of fall into with the yellow brick road, you know, chasing the dream. But I, I kind of want to go into that, you know, and, and what was that process? And it, that's kind of an open-ended question. I want you to like take that. and. I mean, yeah, I think you ought to start with the root and like the kind of beginning of like who I was before. Um, you know, I would say I was a fat kid in high school, that kind of thing. Uh, I, I was the popular guy. I didn't know why, you know, I was like the nerd low key that everyone didn't know, but I guess I was just really funny and people liked to be with me. But, um, as I became older and like around 18 or so, I, I saw myself and this is like be me being myself right now and like seeing myself back then. So that's what I'm the perspective I'm going to give you right now. Right. Not how I was feeling in that way. Um, but I just had this mode where, you know, people who smoked weed were like no good people who, uh, didn't have a job or no good. And like, I became this like very negative person where I just like, you know, I worked at Taco Bell and I was miserable and I fed that to like how I acted with people. Um, but then as I grew up, um, I got this job opportunity to work with my stepdad who was, I didn't know at this time he was my stepdad. It was someone my mom was seeing. Uh, it was a job opportunity. Um, I was in a really bad place. I thought this would like help me out, like lift me up a little bit. And I took the job um (laughs) and what was the job (laughs) the job i they really told me no really specifics in this job it was kind of just like do you want this job 
um, it's going to be a very good opportunity. I didn't know what kind of opportunity, but at the time I was in a bad place and I needed some change in my life. Uh, so I said, yeah. And <laughs> I do this interview and it's with my mom and my stepdad actually. And we do the interview. It's just like, oh, are you good with computers? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I could do that. Can you work these days? Yeah, I could do that. It was very, it was very simple. Cause I mean, it was my mom and then someone he was seeing. So mm-hmm. of course I kind of had, had a way in. I had a way in. So I kind of knew I was going to get the job, but you know. I didn't know what the job entailed still. They didn't explain it during the interview at all. (laughs) Um, At the end of the interview, my soon-to-be stepdad says, do you want to see the office? I was like, yeah, is it close? He's like, it's right upstairs. So we're like, okay. Walking up with my mom, mind you, and uh, this guy who she knows who's going to be my stepdad, (laughs) we're walking up to this room, and he right before he opens it up, he looks at me, and he's like, oh, by the way, I sell sex toys. And then opens up this, (laughs) this door, and I'm like, Oh Narnia, God, you know, Narnia was there. <laughs> you know, I'm a kid. You know, I'm like 19 at the time, and I'm like, holy shit! Like, what is going on, dude? There's dildos everywhere, mom. You didn't tell me anything. And across the room is my sister. Surprise, motherfucker! Surprise. My twin sister is working now already, and I'm like, dude, you didn't tell me this. She's like, how would I tell my brother that I sell sex? Like, you know, I'm working with sex toys. Oh, your sister did too. My sister was there, dude. Yeah, she worked there for months before I did, and I was like. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, that's like the intro <laughs> of the job, which is crazy. Um, I won't get into it, like all the whole thing that happened there, um, but I went to this company, you know, thinking like it was going to be like a, a long-term thing. So I really pushed myself to, you know, uh, do very well and kind of go up if there was any room to go up. I didn't know at the time that there would be. Um, but anyway, I just kept grinding really hard. I kept getting um, recognized by my stepdad for you know, getting stuff done. And one time he asked me, like, do you want to come on the road with me? And I didn't know what that was, really. I didn't know really what he did that much because I didn't really see him that much. And uh, he actually does seminars to sell on Amazon and shit like that. He used dummies? (laughs) (laughs) No. So what he did is actually he had someone develop software for him and uh, he was a public speaker. Um, That's how he made his money. Um, He sold his software and coaching with this and you know, when I first heard of it, I was like, I would think like anyone else would think, oh, it's a seminar guy or something like that, which when I grew up, I don't know about you guys, but I always thought they were scams and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like anyone hears a seminar, they're like, oh, that's someone like trying to take your money about something and stuff they're like that. They're selling you something. Yeah. Right. And I had that same mindset going in. So I'm like, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if I want to do it, that kind of thing. And I was still that negative, like pessimistic person, you know? But, um, soon after that, uh, me and my girlfriend broke up. Um, wait, no, I did not break up with her then. Oh my God. <laughs> you ju- you wish you did. <laughs> oh my God, dude. No. Yeah. I was, wor- I, um, I'm lost right now, dude. That's all good. You, so you were working on the road with him? I was, and, uh, I was working on the road with him. He, he asked me to, he asked me to go on the road with him and I, I was in that bad like mindset of like not wanting to do it. Um, so it took a lot of time to do that or to actually just say fuck it and like actually try to do it and go on the road. And I didn't even know what it meant. Um, after I went on the road for the first time, he took me to like watch one of his seminars and I did. And it was the same thing I kind of thought, you know, it was these people coming in to like learn this stuff. These people, I wouldn't say like these people were there and this, he wanted to just sell them no matter what, you know, just to clarify, was this in regard to the sex no, or was this, the, this was completely separate. So he did the sex toys like for his own business to sell a lot of money on Amazon. So this guy made millions on Amazon selling sex toys, you know, um, he 
figured out a way how to do it. Uh, we were the ones like fulfilling all the product and stuff like that, shipping it all out. And yes, that was that it. That was your role. And then he but asked you. the people who did the seminar or went to the seminars had no idea he was selling sex toys. Oh, you know, so... like he wouldn't promote that he was selling sex toys. He really can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so he had, he had a lifestyle? He had like a lifestyle Uh The seminars were about making a business on Amazon, oh, but he just uh, never specified that he like specifically himself sold sex toys, you know? Right. Why just, was that his thing? Honestly, to this day, I really that? don't know. Yeah. He just saw it was a competitive market, which it really was. And I mean, I agree with it at the time, Amazon is blowing up, you know, this is a couple of years back mm-hmm. and Amazon right now is still one of the biggest companies. Right. But sex things, just getting sex toys of all right. things. Right. Sex toys of all things. He, he saw this cause he's a business guy. He was Untapped market, stuff. bro. And if you think about it, if you're going to buy a sex toy for, and off anything, you're going to want to buy it on Amazon, dude. Because that shit will ship to your door. You don't have to go to any sex, like awkward sex toy or place. You don't this have to go to an adult shop in a hoodie and glasses and fucking, you know? Like, you don't want to be seen there. This shit gets delivered to your doorstep, dude. And it's boom. And that makes crazy. it easy. And it's just fun for the night or whatever you're going to do with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, anyway, when he did the seminars, he never really like, said specifically what he sold, like he would get bashed forever, you know, like some of these people are very religious and like, you know, you want to like, you want to tap as much people as you can. So you have to be very PG with that kind of stuff. Totally. Um, but anyway, I went out and saw him speak and honestly, he's a very good speaker. Like he, he spoke to people and I saw him as a different guy, you know, in the office, he was like this hard ass, like Jewish New York guy who was like really onto the point. But once he got up there, he had this persona about him that was like, Oh yeah, he's, lending a hand out blah, blah blah he's trying to help these people and then he'd come off stage and i'd see the same person as him he'd, what the not like you know like bitching about stuff Switch like, wanting money like where's the money at like always oh, changing i was like whoa dude like how do you do this like yeah and then the second he can walk back in that room he just a light switch goes off and hey how's it and like this whole different mode happens on Good and I'm, I'm tripping dude i'm like dude what like is Who this okay you? like what, what are you doing um as I went to a couple more, I was like, I, I don't know, man. Like, you need to tell me your ways. And he was like, okay, let's let's have lunch. And I was like, okay. He took me to lunch, and I just said, like, how do you speak so well to people? And he was like, you think I'm, like, speaking up there? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, no, dude, I'm selling. And then he's like, when I speak, do you, like, believe me? And I said, yeah. And he's like, do I sound like I'm selling anything? I'm like, no, you're teaching people. And he's like, no, I'm getting in their minds by what, what I'm saying. And then he pulled out – he perceived to pull out this deck of cards and he told me to pick any card in this deck right i think he's like gonna pull some magic shit and he was like no watch i'm gonna alter your mind and i was like okay and i picked this nine of hearts out and he was like okay started asking me a series of questions first question i'm like okay like you're not gonna get me i forget what it was it was like how was your day today you know just getting the mood going he asked me a series of maybe 10 questions and at the 10th question i said nine of hearts without me even saying like, I didn't know consciously I said nine of hearts. And I said nine of hearts. And he said, I got you. And, like, put the card down. I was like, oh, my God, dude. That's like, a trip. all the way you speak to people. I'm like, wow, like, how'd you do that? And he was like, I kept you engaged the whole time. I asked you a series of questions. And with me looking into you and, like, just talking, you believed or I, you believed what I was going to say. And you were going to say it with me. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, bullshit. Did anyone it teach was, him? Did, did- um. He did have some mentors. Honestly, it's been a long time, so I really don't remember who they were. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but he had people. Like, yeah, this guy This guy was always a hustler. Like, he, he always was into jobs, like, from 20 years old. He was working from a tech company, a startup company, uh, before Facebook, only working for stocks. 
So he had like $290,000 in stocks the day the the crash the, the place was going to open right it crashed it sounds so cliche so he lost all his money he had to turn all his cars yeah dude what that happened uh it this crashed. was <laughs> 1980s i think his tech company he was in like crashed so it yeah. happens dude that's yeah. i think that's an entrepreneurial shit. mindset it yeah. is oh it happens all right let's find something else i don't know how you brush off of that one but I yeah know. definitely what an ego hit yes. but anyway go but back yeah definitely um after he showed me that trick i was very intrigued on to learning like how to actually speak in front of people because there's no way I'd want to speak in front of like a group of my friends you know what I mean like I was that guy you know it is awkward talking to people and things like that and you know speaking with such authority and not even just authority but uh what am I trying to say here like just just dominating just, it or... just being like a normal person and talking but sounding so confident and like uplifting that you tend to believe whatever they're gonna say you know what I mean you kind of have to to feel like that like you do length of time you do the talking you, you do know? and like a minute up it's there just sounds like it's 10 minutes you, you know? have to like make it feel like it's like a, a conversation between you and somebody else but it's just you talking it's just you dude it's but just there, you there's a lot of like it's just you going into that so did he start teaching you how to uh he did he did like kind of teach me um little things here and there but he's a very bad teacher i will say um, anytime you try to learn something from this guy, he'll like open up his phone, like mid sentence and like start looking at stuff. So like you had to learn like pieces with him. You couldn't just like sit you down in a room and talk to you for an hour. There's yeah. no, no, there's no way this guy's trying to make money all hours of the day, you know? So I learned little like things here and there. And at the same time, the company was booming. Like a lot of people, he was scheduling a lot of events that he couldn't make. Cause, like the other ones lasted too long and he had to fly here and there. And he asked me, what do you think of like you going out on a team and doing these seminars and you'd be like the admin and kind of overseeing for me and you know, I'll pay you a lot more this, that and the other. And I was like, okay, this is for the sex. This is for the seminars. Oh, this is for the seminars. Yeah. This is for the seminars. So you weren't even doing the, the I, I was, I'm over the sex toy thing. Like I, as I progressed in that company, um, you know, I was taking over control of the Amazon business. I did very well on that. I managed my sister and my best friend, Corey, uh, very well to get all the packages out on time and then he presented that opportunity to travel with him and then do the seminars oh and wow when i did that i was doing like three or four with him so i saw his pre- presentation and that kind of thing you know and saw the vibe of what would happen and uh just to give you a little background on what happens it's a three-day class that people sign up for online and they come to learn about amazon and it starts friday night he does a little intro you know how to build a business on Amazon, he kind of gets him hooked on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday's a full day. You know, he explains the, the whole process and doing it, uh, the software we have, we demonstrate it, and then we take him out to lunch, we take him out to dinner, like that kind of thing, boost him up. Wine and dine. Sunday is sales day, baby. Like, we were pulling people one by one outside to talk to them one-on-one, give them prices, and these things were not cheap, dude. <laughs> I mean, the smallest package started at $5,000, wow. and... The most expensive one was $38,000, which is a huge chunk of change. And we had some ones in between that too. So we're talking about a lot of money here, you know? Wow. And it's all based off of software? like It's a, all based off of software you. and coaching that he uses to run his Amazon business, which he makes a lot of money in, you know? Was he good knowledge? Did you see the Very stuff good. on there? Very okay. good. Yeah, yeah. Least, I mean, if you're selling like a good I said, product, in the know. beginning, <laughs> I thought it was a whole sham that kind of thing. It took me a really long time to actually be in the business and like do what he was doing to actually understand like, okay, some people who actually get the software and coaching, a lot of people are doing very well. They're making a lot of money. Totally. But, um, anyway, he asked me to run my own team 
and like not run them, but kind of oversee everybody and make sure that everyone's doing the, the same process that he's doing because he wanted the same thing to go. And I was like, okay, like what kind of money are we talking? And he laid it out for me and um, it was $1,000 per or for three days. I'd leave on Friday. I'd come back on Sunday. Um, that was $1,000 just for going. And then I'd make 3.5% uh, of sales, which would you know, vary for the weekends that we did sometimes. But still. Yeah, that's a lot of money, you know. Damn. Um, I went a couple times, and the speaker we had was, he was all right, but he didn't know anything about the software and things like that, and he butchered all the demonstrations of on, on the software. Uh, so I asked my, my stepdad, Adam, my boss, I said, can I do one of the presentations? And he was so against it, no, like, no, no, no. And I was like, all right, all right. But the next weekend we went out, I was like, nah, screw it, dude. Like, I want to do the demonstration because you don't know what you're doing and let me just do it. He's like, oh, you want to do it? And he did, gave me this fat intro and it was a group, it was a small group of like 60 people or something. But, you know, I had, I wanted to make this better. And my mindset at the time was still like, kind of like varying in between like, is a scam and stuff like that. I was kind of still negative and when I first walked up there, I was like, oh my God, like look around and people are all looking at me, dude. And yeah. I'm doing this software demonstration. I'm talking, I'm super like lively with them. I'm asking how they're doing. Do they like it? And by the end of that, I had people coming out to me saying, wow, like how long have you been doing that? How long have you been speaking to people? I'm like, what? Like, dude, I just winged it for like 30 <laughs> minutes. Like, I don't know what yeah. I just did, you know? And they're like coming up to me and telling me all this stuff. And it made me feel so good as a person. I was just like, holy shit, dude. Like, if they saw me outside the stage, like, you know, smoking my, like, weed pen or something like that, they'd be like, who's this fucking kid? But up on the stage, they listened to everything I said, and it was, like, incredible. I was like, damn, dude. You think it just came to shit. you in that moment? It did. Honestly, I had no, like... Did you have some, like, beliefs going into it? Not really. Did you just, like, not think at all before you went on stage? Not really, just dude. Just like, I'm gonna do the best I can. I honestly just, like... Sometimes that's... I had this that's moment. That's when it turns out the best. I literally had this moment where it's called it was, like, flow state. We had a good-sized room for, like, what I, we were doing. It was, like, a lot of people. I felt like there was a lot of money in the room, and, like, here's the sales side coming into me, but I was like, you know what? Like, I don't know. Like, I just want to try it, see if I butcher it, then I could tell my boss. At like, least you oh, tried. I tried. Like, was he going to do fire me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, I thought that way at the time, which is eh, kind of good, kind of bad, but I'm really glad I did because... It pushes you. It makes you do you things. You know, I killed you. it, man, and I, I felt really good after that whole process, and I was just like, holy shit, dude. So and you started doing the I started the doing more and more uh, every weekend, and I started doing more and more, and in between that, I started actually doing the sales part of it where I would sit them down after on Sunday, and I feel like every time I spoke in front of, like, the large crowd and they all believed me so well, like, my sales on Sunday, like, my my power of the sales was so much more influenced by me just speaking up there and having that confidence to speak up there. It's like the actor complex. It's like oh my God, yeah, person that seems like they have everything and right. got it all figured out. But, but at that point, you had been in it for a while, too. Though. Yeah, but... This you knew was, you were talking about. This was all, like, the persona that I gave off. I never really did any of this stuff. Like, I wasn't that guy who made, like, millions and stuff like that. These people just, like, viewed me as that, you know what I mean? So I kind of, like, built this, like, alter ego when I was doing that cause because, like, when you go up on stage and you have people, like, looking at you and, like, listening to you and then telling you, like, you're doing this so well, blah, 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 and you're, like, 20, 21, kind of bigger kid and stuff like that, and, like, you know, you're, you feel like you're doing very well in life, and I, at the same time, I was getting paid a lot of money to be doing what I was doing, you know? I was on a plane every weekend, like, every single weekend I was in a different state, a different city, I was going out, I was spending a lot of money on food, 
It's like a lifestyle shock. It was a lifestyle shock. How, Nobody, did, how I, did you react to that? Like, uh, how did that, you know, you said that in pessimistic um, side, what was going on during that time? It kind of fed it on more. Like, I became, like, this guy who looked at everyone, like, they didn't have a good enough job if they worked somewhere, like, that I didn't know about or something like that. Like, I felt like I had it all. I was making, you know, like, a lot of money, like I said, and... I didn't really care about anything. I judged a lot of people. So you, it kind of fed the ego complex. It, it fed my ego tremendously. And I always thought like people who said like money doesn't change you, yada, yada. Yes, it does. Like, especially when you're young and totally. you're vulnerable. Um, Cause we don't know, you know a strong you don't know, sense of self. You don't know what a strong self is at all. And I grew up pretty poor. So when I had money to buy whatever I wanted or do what I wanted, I took advantage of that for yeah. sure. And you know, I, it eventually became my downfall with the company as making that much money and, and doing that and uh, getting my ego to where it was, was eventually the time where they said like, you you know, if we keep you on this path, you're going to lose your job and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't believe them because I thought I was hot shit and they would not be anything without me, yada, yada, yada. And eventually that happened, man. Yeah. <laughs> eventually that happened. Um, and what was that? Damn. What was that moment? Experience? Uh, at that moment, um, you know, I will say for two years I made like, almost 200,000 at that time when that's like so much money, dude. For a 20 year old, for a 20 year old kid, you know, I had my own apartment. I, you know, I had a bunch of toys and shit like that, but, um, you know, that happened. I got let go. And a few months later, me and my girlfriend broke up and like, I just felt like everything was crumbling down and it was all my fault, but I was trying to find ways to blame other people where it was like my stepdad for, you know, getting mad that I was doing very well or something like that. Like mm. I was putting these like they're against me, these kind of negative, vibe. pessimistic thoughts. Yeah, in my head, like thinking like everyone's against me. It's the mind's um, natural defense too. It is. It's usually easier to to push it to it something is. else rather than dive in. It, rather than dive into the actual truth that happened, you know what I mean? You kind of just like, it wasn't me, blah blah. So um, what was that process of you finding out? Uh, I had to hit rock bottom, dude. I mean, what was I that had, for you? Uh, it was a time where I was laid off or fired from that job um I wasn't looking for another job I didn't have a place to stay at the time I uh was trying to call my grandparents to get a new job or a place to stay and they kind of let me in which was cool but I didn't want to be there just because I you know I just came back from having my own place right you know all these kind of things and like now I'm having no money um I was bigger at the time because I was just eating I wasn't doing anything at all and um you know I moved in with my grandparents they let me stay there and I was still depressed and like didn't have any money and never looked for a job because I was thinking like maybe I'd get the job back but I was just thinking to myself the entire time like what did I do to deserve this like I kept looking to myself as like it wasn't my fault ever you know I was like what did I do this to me like what did I do to deserve this that kind of shit and um you know it just took this day where I literally had to like wake up and just like look at myself and be like fuck dude like I need to change man like was it a day or was it a it was kind of like a process like I kind of like looked at myself just like I'm so unhappy and like I don't know I I kind of I, I got a journal at the time um what I was, was that a step? lot of music uh the step to get the to journal? get the journal I feel like that's a big step uh I don't know I, I mean like honestly a lot of my stuff just happens when I like get some weed and I smoke it and I just like have these like life-changing moments where I look into myself I guess yeah I have to not really say it's all weed's fault but it definitely opened it up definitely that. like again it helped like open up that that part in my mind where i need to like look at myself from like an outer perspective and be like damn dude like look at you are you happy right now and i want to take make a quick that caveat I, I just want to know how what was your relationship with weed while you were going through the 
um oh i still smoked business. i still smoked very did you have any like uh um, of those experiences or was that more like you were already on that you were on the high i was on that high horse of just egotistic so i mean it never really uh so it was a different it, it was a different different high sure. like 100%. but once you were in your low state yeah week it kind of opened up a little bit in a different level, you know, and I'm not saying like you have to do it in like a, in a bad place to really see that totally point of it. But yeah, for me, yes, definitely. Being was... able to get out of your current mindset is a big thing. Yeah. And that's, I, that I think is like that silver lining of like, okay, whatever that is for you. Some people it's working out. Some people it's, you know, changing the way you eat. Some right. people it's like having a little bit of a, a recreational drug that expands you. Right. And weed was it for me. You know, I like started smoke. I, I, when I started smoking in this dark place like that, it kind of made me think it, it wasn't like a one-time thing where I like smoked and fucking, Oh my God, I need to do this. So like, I kept thinking about it, I guess like little bits at a time. And then, then it hits you again when you smoke, like, you know, again, you're like, fuck, okay. It brings out that deep it breaks it down thing. again. So yeah. you're like, fuck, okay, I have to do something about it. So I started just going on runs and stuff. I like cut out uh, carbs in my diet for a little bit. And I was just like, I'm going to, I had no money at the time still. So I was just running around like more park, literally dude, like <laughs> literally running around more park, just, finding a bunch of trails and shit, doing that. Uh, I started seeing my body, like, lose. I I started looking a lot better. I was like, damn, dude. I felt a lot more confident at the time. I, like, ran over to a place where I got a job at, Smart and Final. I ran over there, asked for a job interview, you know? Like, I was on cloud <laughs> nine, dude. I was just like, yeah, dude. I'll sweat and shit. I'll get the job, like, super happy. And, like, the guy loved my personality because I was super in, like, this happy state, you know? Like, I just kind of, like, yeah, it all came together at that time. I don't know. That's amazing, dude. Yeah, dude. That's it's cool to hear like a low state and physical well-being brought on mental well-being. Right. Because a lot of people think, you know, you need to have a strong mind and then your body will follow. It's also the other way around. I think most of us get into working out in general to look better externally or like to other people or whatever it is. But then we fall in love with how it makes us feel like mentally, like not just looking good in the mirror. That's definitely one side of it, but actually feeling life, feeling energy you know, just rushing through you. It leaves you a little bit more open to experience, you know, different opportunities. Like Other you know, than the norm. Yeah. Not, right? Like imagine like a year or two before, like if they're like, you would run happily into Smart and Final from this job where you're making 200000 uh in two years or whatever, you know, and being able to to say to your ego, this is what I need right now. You know, like this is something, this is the step. This is the step in a direction. You know? Right. And continuing to work on your other uh, uh, factors of life, I think that has a huge... It just seems like a, a. it makes sense from an external point of view. I don't know about you, Zane, but it just kind of... Hearing that story and seeing you dive... Like, more success almost brought more... Uh, uh, Clearness or cleanliness to my brain, I guess. Well, when you, were, when you were doing what you thought was success... You know, it was, oh, yeah, it was right. inflating the internal ego. Right. But once it deflated, you were able to like see life how it was. Life a little Definitely. bit more uh, through different lenses. Definitely. That story, it's. I think that's a great story. Like not just story, but a great experience. Because I think taught. Well, well. <laughs> let me rephrase. A good series of events that you now are in this place where you're you're looking at life a little bit different, a little bit more right. open-minded. I think that leads to more potential and more happiness because success is different to every single person. Life is one of those things where there's no actual 
purpose. You have to give it your life purpose. And for different people, it's different things. But realizing that if you're chasing, you know, what you think is important rather than actually understanding what you're, who you are and what, what makes you truly happy, then you get, you can get lost. You can get lost in that. And it, then God, you know, like, and I'm saying this from, from my eyes, just thank God that you were able, uh, you know, that, that your environment kind of caused that, uh, that, that momentum because it, it, although you hit rock bottom, you still had, you still had family, you still had certain values that you can kind of depend on, even though you didn't like it, but it kind of slowly, you know, with the help of, you know, you know, doing different things like taking care of yourself, smoking a little bit of weed to get that like open mind and just finding a little bit more self in that journey. I I really think that's cool. Uh, And I think, I think a lot of people have some, some like small sliver of that same, uh, uh, kind of path you know someone doing something that they yeah. think is will make them happy realizing that it's not and then discovering oh okay this is a different thing right, sometimes right. you have to fail a couple times to Definitely. find it it's like the downfalls in the moment they feel like so traumatic and like why did this happen to me and like this isn't like the path that i was supposed to go down and you get depressed and you're like you think that it's all bad but like who's to say it's bad you know so many bad things have probably happened in people's past that led to something better if they didn't get out of that one job, how would they have ever found this new job that's way better suited for them, you know? So a lot of these downfalls and, like, these, you know, upsetting things that happen to us can be just, like, life lessons that gives you more clarity. Like, failure in general is just, it's something, I mean, it's so cliche to say that it, it teaches us something, but it most certainly fucking does. <laughs> and I, it's so good to be open to learning from failures because a lot of people look at it... Um, through the eyes of an ego, like through, I can't believe I did this humiliation. Like I hate this, but being able to actually say, what can I learn from that? That's a big step. Yeah. You know, it's just one step in the right direction. Have you guys ever heard that Chinese proverb? Um, it's like the, the old man, um, where I think, uh, his, his horse, um, or, or the hay in the field started like burning up. And, like, the, the neighbors were like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're going through this. This is awful. And the the old man was like, maybe. And then the next day, you know, they realized there's this, you know, bad bacteria in the hay or something, you know. And it, it was probably something different in the story. But, and then the, the next day, like, the horse breaks a, uh, a leg and throws the sun off. And he breaks an arm or something. And the next, everyone's like, oh, I can't believe your son's going through that. I'm so sorry. That's, that's awful. And he's like, maybe. And then the next day, there's like a, a soldiers that come through the town. And they're like, we need to take people to war. And the son broke an arm, so he, didn't, he couldn't go. Optimism, baby. Yeah. So it's, and, and, it, and it's just like it's that constant like being open to life is not good and bad. It's dynamic. Mm-hmm. It goes and flows. You got to just adapt to it, you know? Yeah. Like, and it, being able to adapt. I think ad- adaptability is one of the strongest uh, practices that people, you know, can benefit benefit from, you know, because it, 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 like I said, it's dynamic. Right. You have to be able to go up and down, up and down, and be able to roll with those punches. But Definitely. good for you, dude. I mean, what? So I know that you said that you're still going through it. What do you? So being able to say that is a pretty cool thing as well. What do you think? Uh, you know, you're you're still thinking about uh i mean if i never 
you know, got out of that situation and that, and that job and realized that, oh my God, I'm not the guy who, you know, makes all this money and everyone should like bow to me and I had that mentality. Um, getting this job at Smart and Final like really humbled me. Just getting this, you know, low paying job. I'm working at a supermarket um, in my mid twenties now. And, you know, I just, instead of looking at it like that, I kind of just was like, damn, I have a job. I'm freaking happy I have that, you know? I'm feeling a lot better about myself. I'm looking a lot better. So like maybe good things might happen for me. I'm gonna just work on myself and, you know, try to move forward and not think about the past and look at, you know, what's ahead of me. And sure enough, opportunities just come up to me and, you know, they happen. And right now I have a job at a corporate job, which I love, uh, you know, and if yeah, I man. still was at that job, I still would have been having this like fake persona, I guess, in a way, or this ego autistic guy. I don't know where I would be right now, but, uh, you know, now I'm happy. I love where I work, love my friends. I mean, yeah, dude, it's chilling. Yeah. It's nice to be able to be grateful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it's cool to be able to, to just be open to the fact that life's not always great. I think it's when, when people, <laughs> I, my family comes from the East coast and, you know, East coasters look at West coast as like superficial in a sense of everyone always puts on a facade of, Hey, how are you? This is great. Oh my God. You know, but deep down, you know, that's not authentic. Right. You right. know, and you can see that in people. And I think that helps out with, you know, speaking to people and, and relating to people and just forming better relationships. If you're being authentic, like some, sometimes people ask me how I'm doing. I'm like, you know what? Today's not my day. You know, it's like in giving an authentic answer. I feel like, you know, I'm not being a pessimist. I'm not saying life's awful. You know, it's like, it's just like, it's one of those days, you know, and, and people are like, I feel you. Like, and, and once they actually, uh, you know, get a little hint of authenticity, they're able to actually... Like be more open with you? Yeah. So, yeah, and right. it forms stronger relationships, stronger opportunities, and just being able to roll with those punches. Of course, we need to fake it till we make it in a, set, in a way too. 100%. Like those are, those are all important things, but it's about... Finding balance, man. That's it, dude. Yeah. That's it. Dude, I love I love hearing your process, dude. I think this is just a really cool I, I, I like checking in with you. I, I really love I too, dude. this uh um this story definitely gives me value and, and love, kind of makes me a little bit more reflective. It's awesome. And I, I love hearing it, man, yeah. Um I think uh I think I think we're good. We'll have you on sometime soon. Yeah, hopefully. definitely enjoy definitely. the process. All right. Peace.